Hello, dear friend and family of God. I want to thank you for allowing me today to share God's word with you once again. And I'm going to ask you if I may have your undivided attention as I share from Jeremiah chapter 9, commencing from verse 23 to 24. The word of the Lord says, This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. You will agree with me that one need not look far these days to see people always boasting about something. We just need to go and look um, at social media and we will find people boasting about a range of things from, you know, flaunting and boasting about their accumulated wealth um, or people boasting about the gains that they have attained in the gym. But people always have something to boast about. Yet scripture tells us, let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me. You know, it's fascinating that when we consider our relationship with the Lord, there are ways in which we go about in exercising our faith. We pray, we worship, and we read God's word. But you see, when we pray, we often make this mistake to think that prayer is about us. When we worship, you know, we extol greatness to God. It is not about us. Our worship is directed towards Him. And when we read God's Word, it is really tracing us back to Him. Because when we read God's Word, we are essentially listening to what God is saying to us through His Word. And therefore, it is important to understand that all these things that we do to exercise and express our faith are ways to point us right back to God. It is about knowing Him. It is about getting to know Him better than we know Him right now. But you see, it is when we get to know Him that we become better acquainted with Him, that we understand really who He is. And He tells us in His Word in Jeremiah 9 verse 24, when, when He says, I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. If we were to go to Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 16, we discover these words, Can a mother forget the baby of her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. You know, friend, it is when we get to know 
Him when we get to know the Lord better, that we understand that it is possible according to God's word for a mother to forget because scripture says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, though it is possible for her to forget, the Lord says, I, the Lord, will not forget you. Maybe where you find yourself at this very moment, it feels as if everyone has forgotten about you. Maybe where you find yourself at this very moment is in a place of loneliness and it feels as if nobody cares. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic has, has, in many ways, it has robbed us from our fellowship with each other. There are times because of the pandemic, we have not been able to come together corporately to worship the Lord, but not only to worship the Lord in isolation, because we would usually come together to worship Him together corporately. But because of COVID-19, many have not been able to fellowship together with the saints. Yet, in the midst of it, when we find ourselves in isolation, God wants us to understand that He has not forgotten about us. I know of some people who are dear to me at this very moment who find themselves sick because of the pandemic. In times like these, I think it is important to not only know about a Savior, but to know the Savior, to understand that even in the midst of our sickness and disease, in the midst of the place where we find ourselves, which could be framed as depression, where we find ourselves in the midst of turmoil and conflict and hatred and words that are spoken to us that are meaning to hurt us, God says to us, I will not forget you. Because he goes on further to say, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. The mere thought that when you and I get to know him deeper, when we get to know him on a personal basis, when we get to know the Lord in such a way, then we discover, as he says to his, through his word, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. My friend, I want to say this to you. I am speaking to you by God's Spirit. See, says the Lord, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. If it feels to you as if God has forgotten you, as if God has abandoned you, as if God is angry with you, as if God has turned his back on you. I say this by God's Spirit. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands, says the Lord. Your walls are ever before me. In other words, whatever it is that you are facing, God's eye is constantly, it's constantly looking at it. And he will not forget you. He will not forget me. He will not forget where you and I find ourselves. And so, my friend, it is, it is in knowing God, it is in knowing Him that we understand that He is the Lord who exercises kindness. 
He is the Lord who exercises justice, and He is the Lord who exercises righteousness on earth. For in these things, He says, He finds and He delights, declares the Lord. My friend, I pray this day that you will understand that God has engraved you in the palms of his hands. I have to say this in closing. He does not say to us that he has engraved us in the palm of his hand, singular. No, he says he has engraved us in the palm of both his hands. And when you think about this, that every moment of every day, when God looks at his hands, whether it is the left or to the right, God sees you ever before him. May God bless you as you ponder on his word and as you find strength from his word today that we should not boast in our strength, that we should not boast in our wisdom, that we should not boast in our wealth, but that we should boast in this, that we know him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. God bless you today. Hello, dear friends and family of God. Please will you turn with me to Isaiah 53 verse 6. The word of the Lord says, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I drove through the gate at my son's school just days ago, and my eyes fell on the flock of sheep grazing meters away from me. I stopped and managed to take a picture, one that I am sharing with you today. And I immediately heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As I observed the sheep, I realized that they all seemed so peaceful, grazing together on top of the little hill. Yet what caught my attention was that they were all camped in, that they were grazing in a safe space, and that the only way they could wander off, the only way that they could go astray, is if they managed to leave the confines of the gate. Now the Bible says, we all. In other words, the entire humanity. No matter what we consider our religious persuasion to be, or our cultural heritage, or our educational prestige, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. I am immediately brought to a complete halt because I understand the meaning of going astray. In fact, the scripture paints a vivid picture of us turning to our own way. My friend, some of us have left the holiness of God and exchanged it for paths of defilement. We have strayed from the truth of God and exchanged it for the lies 
peddled by our enemy, Satan. We have strayed so far from our identity in Christ and assumed an identity that resembles the world. We have strayed following false prophets, false religion, false churches, false identities. The list is endless. We have followed paths of foolishness and denied the wisdom which comes from the Lord. We have abandoned the shores of contentment and chased after the temporal pleasure of wealth and riches. Scripture says, And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The word iniquity means wicked or evil, nefarious, criminal, even immoral behavior. You see, my friend, he already took our iniquity on him. And if you potentially forgot, verse 7 says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open up his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He was innocent, but he willingly took our iniquity on him. I was shaken this week as I read Luke 23 verse 28 to 31. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? What caught my attention was verse 31. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? In other words, the green tree represents Jesus, the one who was innocent, blameless, without sin, yet they crucified him. A fascinating thing is that a green tree offers resistance to a fire. It does not burn easily. Because you see, the greenness also suggests that it is able to bear fruit. Yet a tree which is dry is highly flammable and makes for good firewood. And then it reminds me immediately of 1 Peter 4 verse 17 when it says, for it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Family of God, judgment will begin in the household of God. Let me say that again. Judgment will begin in the household of God. It will begin with the ones who are dry, those who did not remain in the vine in order to bear much fruit. And then the question comes, what will the outcome be for those 
who do not obey the gospel of God. Friend, I have to wonder, is the Bible speaking about you? It is a direct question that demands a direct answer. Have you gone so astray that you have lost your way and neglected the ways of the Lord? Have you forgotten that he bore your sins and, yes, my sorrows, that he was bruised for our iniquity and that the chastisement of our peace was upon him? But, oh, praise God, by his stripes we are healed. Are you in need of finding your way back to the Good Shepherd? The question is, are you ready to be found? Are you willing to surrender to His Lordship and bend your knee as a sign of total surrender to Him? Will you confess with your tongue that Jesus is Lord and ask for His forgiveness today? If your answer is yes, then please will you pray with me. Lord, we all have gone astray. Forgive us, Lord, for feeling so comfortable away from your presence. Forgive us for believing that we could make it on our own. We repent of our sins, of our iniquity, and we plead for your forgiveness today. We return to your ways which are sovereign, Lord, and we bend before your throne of grace today. Thank you for your love and for your acceptance this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, dear friends and family of God. Please will you turn with me to Isaiah 53 verse 6. The word of the Lord says, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I drove through the gate at my son's school just days ago, and my eyes fell on the flock of sheep grazing meters away from me. I stopped and managed to take a picture, one that I am sharing with you today. And I immediately heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As I observed the sheep, I realized that they all seemed so peaceful, grazing together on top of the little hill. Yet what caught my attention was that they were all camped in, that they were grazing in a safe space, and that the only way they could wander off, the only way that they could go astray, is if they managed to leave the confines of the gate. Now the Bible says, we all. In other words, the entire humanity. No matter what we consider our religious persuasion to be, or our cultural heritage, or our educational prestige, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. I am immediately brought to a complete halt 
because I understand the meaning of going astray. In fact, the scripture paints a vivid picture of us turning to our own way. My friend, some of us have left the holiness of God and exchanged it for paths of defilement. We have strayed from the truth of God and exchanged it for the lies peddled by our enemy, Satan. We have strayed so far from our identity in Christ and assumed an identity that resembles the world. We have strayed following false prophets, false religion, false churches, false identities. The list is endless. We have followed paths of foolishness and denied the wisdom which comes from the Lord. We have abandoned the shores of contentment and chased after the temporal pleasure of wealth and riches. Scripture says, And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The word iniquity means wicked or evil, nefarious, criminal, even immoral behavior. You see, my friend, he already took our iniquity on him. And if you potentially forgot, verse 7 says, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open up his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He was innocent, but he willingly took our iniquity on him. I was shaken this week as I read Luke 23, verse 28 to 31. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us and to the hills cover us for if people do these things when the tree is green what will happen when it is dry what caught my attention was verse 31 for if people do these things when the tree is green what will happen when it is dry in other words the green tree represents Jesus, the one who was innocent, blameless, without sin, yet they crucified him. A fascinating thing is that a green tree offers resistance to a fire. It does not burn easily. Because you see, the greenness also suggests that it is able to bear fruit. Yet a tree which is dry, is highly flammable and makes for good firewood. And then it reminds me immediately of 1 Peter 4 verse 17 when it says, For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Family of God, judgment 
will begin in the household of God. Let me say that again. Judgment will begin in the household of God. It will begin with the ones who are dry, those who did not remain in the vine in order to bear much fruit. And then the question comes, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Friend, I have to wonder, is the Bible speaking about you? It is a direct question that demands a direct answer. Have you gone so astray that you have lost your way and neglected the ways of the Lord? Have you forgotten that he bore your sins and, yes, my sorrows, that he was bruised for our iniquity and that the chastisement of our peace was upon him? But, oh, praise God, by his stripes we are healed. Are you in need of finding your way back to the Good Shepherd? The question is, are you ready to be found? Are you willing to surrender to his lordship and bend your knee as a sign of total surrender to him? Will you confess with your tongue that Jesus is Lord and ask for his forgiveness today? If your answer is yes, then please will you pray with me? Lord, we all have gone astray. Forgive us, Lord for feeling so comfortable away from your presence. Forgive us for believing that we could make it on our own. We repent of our sins, of our iniquity, and we plead for your forgiveness today. We return to your ways which are sovereign, Lord, and we bend before your throne of grace today. Thank you for your love and for your acceptance this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.